Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're looking for something. A new way. A new understanding. A connection. Some comfort. You've got questions. And Light on Living puts the spotlight on all the answers so you can shine. Lift and lighten the load of life's challenges and learn simple and easy ways to live a healthy, happy life. You'll gain insight and start to see things in a new way that motivates you. You're invited to hear new, see different, and feel more as Lisa shines the light on living. to Light on Living. I'm Light Coach Lisa, holistic nutritionist and life coach, helping to lighten the load of life's challenges. Well, when we hear that someone is professionally trained, it seems to instill some sort of confidence in them from us, some assurance that they can get the job done and done well at that. Being trained in something doesn't sound so bad, right? Hmm. Well, when I think about being trained, what goes through my mind is work rules, uncomfortable relearning, repetitive action steps to create new muscle memory, and ah, the worst ever possible failure. Well, most of us know that the end result is worth it. That's why we do take on being trained, and some of us even like it so much that we decide to train others. But couldn't there be a more interesting, fun, and different way to be trained? A way that peaks at everyone's interest, a way of thinking or even being about training that's outside of the box. Well, today we have a well-seasoned, well-established, and proven trainer himself who has been using out-of-the-box ways to help so many receive the training they need and want in a unique, reliable way. I want to welcome a fellow Ohm Times radio show host himself, a speaker, trainer, teacher, and synergetic catalyst. He brings people into sync with who they are and the synergy of their own unique self. Now, before I bring on Dr. Kevin Ross-Emery, I'm excited to share a bit about him. Dr. Kevin Ross Emery is sought-after leader, innovator, author, teacher, synergetic catalyst, speaker, and an expert in the HDDHD field. He has worked for such companies as American Express, Dartmouth College, Hilton, and Sheraton. And in the 80s, was a driving force in the creation for implementation of training programs in banking, retail, food, and financial service industries. Dr. Kevin's work in both the professional and personal development fields, love the personal development, (laughs) as well as the corporate and small business and entrepreneurial fields, has given him a wide platform to work from. In his work as a synergetic catalyst, he helps that business owner maximize their potential as well as their team's and their business's potential. Synergizing your team is his way of allowing your business to be greater than the sum of its parts. That is one of my favorite things in there. And as Dr. Kevin, he uh, continues to speak and teach throughout the U.S. and Europe. He has several books out. And for three years, he hosted his own radio show called Outside the Box with Dr. Kevin. 
So as a highly intuitive, insightful, yet practical approach to problems, whether they be professional, personal, or business, he looks at the whole life and takes people and everything they're associated with on a journey to greatness. Welcome, welcome, Dr. Kevin. Hey, Lisa, thanks for having me. How are you today? I am just doing wonderful. I am looking forward to this call with you so much because training is like, it's just like something we do every day for some reason or another. And I'm, I'm really excited to hear your out of the box thinking. This was already putting me outside of the box trying to think of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, first of all, um, just, uh, uh, I'm just going to start with just a tiny little bit of history, which is um, I started working actually in banking when I was 15. And it's, it's very funny because I just started by filing checks. I was in high school. Um, I actually graduated high school early to take a full-time position at the bank um, and proceeded to start college early as well. Um, in, in that day, now we're talking the 70s, we're talking about the late 70s, and basically I was stuck with people who, you know, knew what they did, how they did, how they chose to do it in order to get the results that was wanted. Now, it wasn't always the most efficient way. It wasn't always the most practical way, but it was just the way it was done. And I who am a, uh, you know, a, a very kinesthetic guy. I, I, I admit to the world, I'm an ADD, ADHD poster child. So therefore, yes. in my... Could you explain, ahead, to, just in case want... people are missing what that is, what is that for everybody to hear this? Well, ADD and ADHD is a label that's been given that means attention deficit disorder or attention deficit hyperactive disorder. And in fact, I have, I think, five books out on it now, that particular field. And it is, we used to call them type A personalities. We used to call them absent-minded professors. We used to call them dreamers. These were people that acted and thought and learned differently um, and saw the world a little differently. And they've been around for a while, um, but they really became in larger and larger groups. And the more broken our education system became, the more these individuals did not fit in. Um, you know, and so now we have an education system which has brought a whole new set of, of heights to assembly line teaching, just get them on the conveyor belt and get them off. Uh, we just want them to pass the test. We don't care if they know the information. We don't know if they, we don't care if they apply the knowledge. We don't care what they do with it. We just have to have some box checker check a box beside them and, you know, and we just push them through. And then now they're college's problems or they're the corporate world's problems because mm. child centered learning is long gone in this country. So, um, but back to, so in, I, I shifted banks in 19, I think it was 79, and I went from a regional bank to a downtown Boston bank. And I went in, 
And here I am. I'm in, I'm in college. I'm 19 years old, uh, trying to get my degree in business and psychology. Uh, and I go into in an entry-level management position. Uh, and one of the things was, is I was just, there are no systems. There were just no systems on training. And that led me to create the first teller training system for a downtown Boston bank in 1979. And at that point, people thought training departments were a waste of money. They didn't want to invest in them. So my love affair with training goes way back. I, I love that, the love affair with training. Well, you know, the thing is, because somebody can do something doesn't mean somebody can train in it. And that's a big misnomer. Because somebody is good at something doesn't mean that they understand it to the point that they know how to explain it. Hmm. That's a that's a skill set and a gift all of its own. And one of the uh, one of the uh, probably greatest drawbacks in training is this idea that we can create a single learning system that's all about just like we learned in school, which is uh, what we call the vomit system, what I call the vomit system of learning. You shove it down their throat. If they throw it up in the right order, then you pat them on the head, kick them in the backside and move them forward. We do that to our kids and the corporate corporate America has oftentimes adopted that kind of approach for its training. Well, we'll just put it all in a manual. We'll just put it all in a manual. We'll just write it all down and we'll have everybody read it and then, then they need to learn it. Well, first of all, not everybody learns by reading. Mm-hmm. Second of all, you can't possibly teach somebody every possibility. I mean, I went on um, in my 20s and created several training systems for several different con- con- companies, including management level training systems. And, you know, the thing I had to keep on coming back to is the key to good training is teaching people critical thinking skills. Hmm. How do you think in the way in which that job, that position, that company, that industry needs you to think in order to successfully achieve your goal. The fact that you said critical um, thinking go ahead. skills like that, that is the critical thinking skills, which you just helped to explain what that is. I find that now the way you had said that, my brain is going, okay, wait, critical thinking skills is how that company or that end result is they need, they expect and they need you to think of that way to complete this task. And so is it kind of, now I'm trying to think outside of the box, so is it a neat way of coming from looking at the end result, like the desired result that we want, and then coming at it backwards? Well, you can do that. And, in, you know, one of the things – you know, I have several bios floating out there because I've had my own business for 27 years now. And I have books in a number of different fields, including spirituality and stuff like that. So, uh, or else I wouldn't be on own times. Uh, so um, one of the things is that 
when we are, uh, you know, when we look at the at an end result, we have to also understand what were the decisions that created that end result. So here's an example. So if you can explain to somebody, these are what the priorities are that have to be achieved, and here is the level of the way you should consider the priorities. Now, most companies are going to say, well, the first priority um, is, you know, or they should be saying, even if they're lying, the first priority should always be safety. Is safety an issue? Mm-hmm. Is somebody's physical health or life going to be at risk in a decision you're making? Now, mm-hmm. you know, you'd be amazed. And now remember, I worked in the food and beverage industry. I worked in restaurants. You have ways in that field. Oh, oh. we are going to scooch back with the safety right after this commercial break. Best of the holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. Om Times Radio, IOM FM. Humanity Healing International is a small nonprofit with a big dream. Since 2007, HHI has been working tirelessly to bring help to communities with little or no hope. Our projects are not broad mandates, nor are they overnight solutions, but they bring the reassurance that no one is alone and that someone cares. To learn more, please visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. My name is Victor Furman. Some call me The Voice. I've always been fascinated with human nature, spirituality, science, and the crossroads at which they meet. Join me Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on Ohm Times Radio, and we'll explore these topics and so much more on Destination Unlimited. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Goes up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. And we're back with Dr. Kevin. And just before um, those commercials sneak up, I tell you, and uh, we're talking about training. And you, you left us where, you know, the first question, which they should be looking at, you know, is what the safety, um, outcome, the safety of others and during this. And funny, you, you should talk about safety being the first thing. That's one of my biggest things is safety and comfort. And I didn't, I would never thought about that when I'm thinking about training and how, you know, wait a second, is this safe to do it this way? And, and what, how will this turn out? So I'll, I'll let you continue from there. Thank you. Well, you know, one of the things is is that um, we would we'd like to assume, and that's always a trouble word. We'd like to assume <laughs> that most people would have a compassion and a connection enough to the human element of where they work. Um, if they're a decision maker or they're trying to learn how to do something, that safety would be first. But a lot of times, um, and I think that this has gotten actually uh, more of an issue as time has gone on and we have more and more uh, violence uh, that's exposed in, uh, you know, movies, video games, alternative reality role playing stuff that sometimes People, especially a younger person, sometimes really doesn't know what safety means. Oh, that's so they, true. They have a, there's, an, uh, there's an out of touch with what reality is because their life has been surrounded with things that are actually not real. Mm. Um, so, but, you know, so you want to say and say, okay, well, so if the safety needs are met, well, then, and then, but this is like, again, you have to look at, say, what is most important? Is this company's most important that their branding is always met? Is it more important to be short-staffed to send and send somebody home if they're not wearing the branded shirt that's behind the counter? Is it better oh. off that you send them home and, and make them come back? Or is it more important that the food gets out on time if it's a restaurant? And so, yes, you may write an employee up for not having a dress shirt, but you're still going to let them work because if you don't, you're going to be short-staffed. And then people's times are not going to be. But you have to really understand, and a lot of times, especially on multi-level companies, first line, second line, third line, even midline managers don't know what the priorities of the company are. Mm. Those priorities have long got lost. I want to just pop in there. You know, that, I, I can't even believe how so current that is right there. My sister was just in uh, school for a certain thing, and then, you know, you get to that part where you get to go 
you know, take what you've learned and then go to co-op, let's say. And you're right. She had to wear a certain kind of style of uniform or whatnot and branding. And one day just, it didn't happen. There was an issue. She couldn't, and she absolutely was sent home because, and, and you know what they were, they were now short staff. She lost hours. They lost the help. Um, and that priority there was for the branding as opposed to, so that, that really hit home when you said that. That's very real for me, very tangible. <laughs> and so, you know, so again, it's understanding, first of all, what is, what is the company trying to express to its consumer, to its client, to its board of directors? Now, if it's a small company, the entrepreneur, oftentimes if I'm going in and I'm working with an entrepreneur and I work with a lot of ADD and ADHD entrepreneurs because people with ADD and ADHD are 400% times more likely to become an entrepreneur than people without it mm. uh, because it's a, it's a really good matchup of skill sets. Okay. Um, but then the question, so, so the first question is, what are the priorities? What are the critical thinking? What is the language of the training? How important is the language? Sometimes I have seen a CEO of a company get completely enraged because one word was used instead of another. Oh, did it really make that much difference? Did it communicate something different? But for that CEO, the word sounded different. It didn't sound to that CEO who was from a foreign country, like it communicated the essence and the energy and the value of the company. On the other hand, that same CEO could let something completely sloppy go by because they didn't notice it. Right, right. Okay. Oftentimes, so oftentimes, you know, if a company, uh, small or large, a, a one-person operation or something bigger, wants me to come in, I have to start at the top and say, tell me your vision. Tell me what's important. Tell me what you want to believe is happening in your company, in your organization. Tell me what you think people are saying about you and tell me what you want people to be saying about you. Because all of that should be part of training, and companies don't realize that. You know, now I think, there are some companies. Go ahead. When you, go ahead. In, the, in your, when I was reading about you, how we talked about you look at the whole, like the, them as a whole. Now I see what you're saying. You really, this kind of goes back to like the whole story. Like, tell me the whole story so we can co- incorporate all of your needs and visions. Yep. And then. So once you get everybody on the same sheet of music about what is priorities, and companies are famous, small and large, professional organizations, this can be lawyers, this can be social service, this can be government and state, they have a talk, but they don't walk it. There is an inconsistency between what they say they want, between what they preach, between what their branding is, between what um, there is written in their manuals, and what is actually rewarded and supported um, in real life. And this is another big issue people make in training which is 
don't create an ideology which is unachievable. Do not set your people up for failure. If you mm -hmm. as a company are out of integrity with your actions and your highfalutin words of what the actions are supposed to be, um, you know, I've, I've got some, I've had some pretty high level people at times that I've made to go do a simple task that sounds fine on paper. And if you do it in reality, it's all bollocks. <laughs> but it sounds so good. I love that you said that on paper versus reality. And I think that's on taking those two things you just said. So not setting people up for failure and seeing what's on paper versus reality that it, that actually, I guess, comes with experience too, does it? Or just you got to brainstorm and get it on paper, and then you have that reality? Well, you know, it depends on whether I'm setting up a training program or I am fixing a training program, which one I would be doing personally. Um, you know, the 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 you know, when we're going to, I know that we'll be going to break in a minute or two. So I'm going to start a whole another section of training stuff Yay. when we start to the, the, the next <laughs> one. But, um, you know, part of it is to, first of all, make sure that your training manual or your training department or your training stuff that you have has not become Frankenstein's monster. That it may have started when your business was simpler, when your business was easier, when um, there, there maybe were not so many rules or regulations, maybe laws have passed, maybe something has changed in the marketplace. You may be using a manual that was created 20 years ago, and the world is not the same world. And all that's happened is something's been scratched out and something's been written in, something's been cut and pasted. You get a pretty new page and it looks good. But if you look closely, it's stitched together like Frankenstein's monster. Oh. You know, that, and it, that's a good thing to review as well. What is still working? What has changed? What is good? What is working? What has changed? If anybody is really a training expert, they also, in my, in my view of the world, have to be really good at systems and understanding organizational flow and understanding the big picture and being willing to understand the details. Because mm. um, you have to have both. Sometimes you can find that in the same person. Sometimes you have to have, sometimes you have to pair people up where one is your detailed person and one is your big vision, your, your big, uh, big picture person. Because if you don't have somebody that can shift from one to the other, and I, I actually train in a number of different modalities. I actually train in um, alternative healing modalities and work as a teacher and trainer for, you know, uh, you know, everything from what I've done in the corporate world to, you know, I now teach, I, I also teach classes like psychic development and, uh, you know, the Wei Chi system of natural healing. And that teaching is also a teaching training and it's a training. And, you know, so when I talk about this stuff, it, both of these things, 
you know, is about equally applicable to a large company, to a, uh, a new age alternative healing metaphysical system. You can be applying the same thing to both. I love that you've actually said that, and you're right. We Just in this last minute before commercials, I, if I can squeeze this question in, I wouldn't have never – I love that we broke that down from big vision to system to organizational flow to the details. And then I'm thinking, wow, um, if I were to think about intuitive healing, to me, I'm like, nope, it's just intuitive. There's no system. But what I'm hearing you say it like this, I kind of can envision it now. So I love that you said it's equally applicable to the business person right down to spiritual healing. When I teach my psychic development class, and I've been teaching a psychic development class for over 25 years now, and I've taught it all through the U.S. and Europe. And when I teach my psychic development course, the first things I do is I explain the things that they have to have an intellectual, critical thinking skill, understanding of um, so that they can best support and promote their intuitive and then understand that psychic is like a muscle. And the more you work with it, the better you get. But if you as a body, if you want to go in and win a bodybuilding contest, Anyway, this is so exciting that that commercial stuck up regardless. Be right back with that second chunk of training. The best of holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. Home Times Radio, IOM FM. Ascending Hearts is no ordinary dating site, but a spiritual dating site with a purpose to link you with your soulmate. We engineer the serendipity so you can trust that you will attune with someone that has the same matching vibration as you. Ascending Hearts, the conscious dating site for the spiritually aware. Try Ascending Hearts for free. AscendingHearts.com. Grab a cup of tea or a glass of wine and tune in for Inspired Conversations with publisher Linda Joy on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Linda creates sacred space for leading female luminaries, empowering authors, arts and... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Female entrepreneurs, coaches, and healers. A soulful venue where guests openly share the fears and obstacles they've overcome, wisdom and lessons learned, 
and the personal journey that led them to the transformational work they do in the world. Inspired conversations to empower you on your path to authentic, soulful living. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with, all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese, and guess what? Egg rolls showed up, like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. back. I'm excited to hear about this next chunk of training. And, and just before I, we went to commercial there, I really did want to highlight that um, anybody who is thinking about even developing like their psychic ability, like you said, or intuitive healing of sort, there is a system and a flow and, and training that can be done with that as well. It's not, not all you know, freelancing, like there's a way that can help you do this. And, and you are somebody who has taught this, as you said, oh, Europe too. Wow, you've been everywhere. <laughs> Not quite everywhere, but um, you know, I ain't dead yet. Um <laughs> So but um I did want to finish that statement which is, you know, like I teach my students, psychic is like a muscle and you know, and the more you work with it the more it develops. But just like a bodybuilder, if you wanted to go out and be a champion bodybuilder, you wouldn't go in and do one or two arm curls and a couple of leg raises and then decide you're going to, you know, do a power lift, you would have a program. You would have a training mm. program. And that training program, and this is that goes right into the next thing I want to talk about training, would be geared based on what are the results, which we talked about in the first segment. You know, what is it, you know, like what are the critical thinking skills of the company, how does the company think, how does the organization think, how does the individual think, what is the ultimate goal, what's the vision, what's the mission, what's the, what's the vision statement, what's the mission statement, all of these different things. But then it has to be somewhat tailored to the individual. If somebody is going to go, um, you know, and their goal is to run a triathlon, then you they have to do swimming and biking and running, and they have to make sure that they don't shoot all of their energy in swimming and then not be able to do the biking and the running. And they have to manage their body. And there are certain muscle groups they have to develop. And there are certain places they want to do. But then you also have to start with the raw material. So what kind of body does that person have? What kind of metabolism? What, you know, what, are, what do they get for food? What do they get for sleep patterns? Um, how do you, you know, these are the same things, whether you're teaching psychic development or a hands-on healing system like Wei Chi, which is actually one that I developed based on my book, The Lost Steps of Reiki. Um, or if it is corporate training. Um, oh, can you repeat the name of that book? That sounds exciting. I want to read that book. Is it The, the Last or The Lost Steps of Reiki? The Lost Steps of Reiki. And wow. The Lost Steps of Reiki was a book that came out actually in 1995. Um, it it uh, is through the voice of Wei Chi, who lived 5,000 years ago in Tibet, 
um, what we would call Tibet today and talked about that in the Tibetan monasteries for thousands of years, there was a longer system which had some of the components we associate with Reiki, but it was a longer, larger system that is defined as the process of empowering one to heal oneself. Um, and, you know, people can, if people go to mydrkevin.com, that's M-Y-D-R-K-E-V-I-N, mydrkevin.com, and you poke around my site, you can find all my different books and my spiritual stuff and my business stuff and my ADHD stuff and my inspirational, motivational stuff. Because I have, between e-books and regular books, I have like over a dozen books out now. And they're and, on and all a wide variety that. of topics. Yeah. You know, it takes, a, so, it takes a lot to stand and write that out. And these are like, tra- I'm going to look at it already, like they're probably like training manuals because just the way your brain seems to operate and how you like to share with others, how it sounds like every one of them would be like a fantastic read just to help everybody, like you said, find within themselves how to do what they want to do. So then, you know, the next thing, and this is what I teach when I do teacher trainings, because I will teach people how to teach. It's one of the things I do, um, especially if people are trying to learn some of my um, uh, specific things. Um, so uh, my my specific, um, uh, you know, uh, things like my, my method for ADD or my method for Weichi or things like this. Um, but when you are a trainer, part of what you are is a teacher. I mean, obviously, sometimes people would say that they're interchangeable. It's just the subject matter that changes. And one of the things you want to understand is not everybody is the same kind of learner. So like when I am teaching my trainers or my teachers to do stuff, I want to talk to them about how do I communicate this material in multiple learning formats. One of my, one of my irritants for a very long time, especially when I was in the corporate world, because I was in the corporate world for about 12 years before I left the corporate world and then created my own business. And one of my pet peeves was you had somebody that was making fifty or seventy five thousand or more a year that was some mid level manager uh, and uh, they would expect the people that were making minimum wage to learn in the only way they knew how to teach or train information, like it's the eight buck an hour or nine buck an hour job to figure out whatever you meant to put it in a language I can do. And when I would go in and do some consulting with larger companies, I would be like, okay, first of all, if you're getting paid $50,000 a year or $75,000 a year or $100,000 a year, you need to learn how to communicate in all kinds of formats because you're getting paid the big bucks. These people that are getting paid nine bucks an hour, if they're failing, it's your failure, not theirs. Right. I say the same thing about the education system. Children don't fail. The education system fails. Yeah. We we fail our children when we don't work in a way in which gets them, gets them. And, and I'm not blaming teachers on this. I do want to say that. 
I know some fabulous, wonderful teachers that do an awful lot of everything that they can possibly do to try to teach a child, but they're held accountable to systems and rules and laws made by people who could be, their pictures could be in the dictionary under the word clueless that are making some of these laws. And, you know, what I always call the child, every, you know, every child left behind act, because that's what it was. No child was served by that, that law. So when you go back to training, though, when you know what the goal is, and then what is the value, the languaging, the ideology, what is the, what, what is the result and how does the company want to get you there? Then you know what you need to teach and you know what critical thinking skills you want to develop within somebody. And then the thing is, how do I do it in the easiest way and sometimes the most fun way that mm-hmm. somebody can do it? Why should training be painful? Why should training be boring? Why can't training be fun? Why can't brains love to learn? If you are teaching a brain and you get it excited and engaged, it will enjoy the process. Yeah. Well, actually, Dr. Kevin, I do have a question about that. Um, my, what, I have a couple friends that say, oh, I, you know, I can't do audios. I can't just listen, and I, but I need to see. And then other people say, oh, I need to do the opposite. Now, how do we – okay, first of all, my question would be, A, or one, can one person always be stronger in one – or maybe they're stronger in two, or do some people need two or three ways of training? How do we identify the best way for ourselves to learn and be trained in that fun way that we like and get? Well, first of all, uh, we have the fact that th- the, traditionally we think of three major learning styles. We think of that people are either audio or they're visual or they're kinesthetic. Audio, obviously, is they're listening. Visual is they're seeing. Kinesthetic means that they're interacting with it. So a really well-developed educational program or training will have all three interwoven in it in a way that's going to allow, no matter what your style is, it is being covered. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, that's the way to do it. Now, when you get into learning styles and ADD and ADHD, I've come up with with a a different kind of hybrid system, but we, you know, this this is not a show. I'm not on here to talk about all my ADD work and findings, so I'm just saying, but Traditionally, audio, visual, kinesthetic, um, and uh, and so you have to look at that and say, okay, so how do I make this audio or visual, audio and visual and kinesthetic? And you can make it all three. Okay. Okay. So anybody out there who's you know creating a training program, this is this is the best way to at least get it out there so other people can get something from it and enjoy it like you said because i think that um there's got to be something connected there if you you know if you're enjoying it it's it's going to help maybe somebody get there a little faster and polish those skills oh everybody at all it depends on the individual and you know what different people have different things that reward them 
Mm. You know, not everybody thinks that a star on the forehead is a reward. <laughs> not everybody, you know, it depends. Money is not always a reward to all people. Sometimes, right. so this is getting to know your individual. And of course, you know, the big, the, the big issue with training or the big pushback that's always been by corporate is, well, we have too many people. And, you know, we don't have time and energy to do this type of stuff. But, you know, the thing is, people fall into um, pretty identifiable groups. And if you, you're not creating a thousand of them, you know, you, you could create three or four maybe that would hit just about everybody at least enough to set them up for success instead of what we do so often, which is set people up for failure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then the other thing is, is don't have unreasonable expectations. You know, you have to look. And, you know, the thing is, at this point, I mean, I've trained at all levels. I've trained the person that was on the the kitchen, uh, you know, was on the prep board in a kitchen. And I've trained managers how to be managers. And I've trained, you know, gifted intuitives how to be psychics. And I've trained, you know, somebody that, how, you know, is a gifted, you know, gifted in healing, how to be a healer. And I've trained. And a sneak up commercial and loving all these disciplines. Back with setting up for success. Connecting you with the best of the conscious minds in the world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Om Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Om Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. More than 24 million Americans have an autoimmune disorder, and that number continues to grow. I'm Sharon Saylor, and I'm one of those 24 million. To put that number in perspective, cancer affects about 9 million and heart disease up to 22 million. That's why I've brought together top experts and those thriving regardless of their diagnosis to bring you the latest, most up-to-date information. Join me, Sharon Saylor, Friday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, for the Autoimmune Hour on Life Interrupted Radio to find out how to live your life uninterrupted. Me, a cat, moving in with a new human. It took a little getting used to. She has these weird games she likes to play, like this giant feather. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. She sticks it in my face. I swat it away. It's almost like she thinks I enjoy it. But seeing how much fun she gets out of it, well, I guess it makes it all worth it. Humans. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. <laughs> We are speaking with Dr. Kevin, and 
he is totally enlightening me even more than I thought I could be about training. And I want to say a thank you right now because even just talking about, like, breaking down the process of training um, is helping me to identify each stage where maybe even I myself could be better trained or train others. And also I want to let you know and thank you again that to remind me that training to me right now is feeling like Training gives you possibilities. Training opens doors to something. Say somebody is listening right now and they, they're kind of having a lull in their world or they're struggling with getting to the next level of maybe their career or where they're working or what they're doing. And maybe they just need a little training, but it's been, they've been kind of held back because, they, you know, it's not fun or it's hard. But I, I'm hoping that the listeners are really hearing all the different areas. So maybe there's just one particular area. They, they, or maybe they did, like you said, it's really, it lies on the teacher or the trainer. It's their, it's their failure too. Um, and that they could seek the right trainer for them to work with how they are learning. I want to thank you for all that because I'm just blown away, but I didn't know how much more I could learn about training here, and I really am feeling that, like a, an, an abundance of knowledge here. <laughs> oh, do I have you? Yes, yes. Part of it is oh. sorry when you when we go on break, I put it on you. Sorry, um, you know, I heard I, everything I, you I, just said. Good, great. <laughs> So, um, but part of it is that the first thing you have to do is, uh, you know, from when you're dealing with the actual person you're training is engage. It's, it's engaging them. It's not trying to force feed them. It's not trying to, what can I do to engage that brain? What can I do to engage that mind? How can I make it fun? Build a little rapport. You know, we talk, uh, you know, and one of the things I've trained is salesmen. I've, I was a sales training manager for American Express. I was a chief strategy officer for a, that, and part of what I did was train all the salespeople how to be salespeople and how to sell the product. And, I've, you know, I've done these different jobs. And, um, you know, we will tell somebody who is networking or, you know, uh, doing about their doing sales that you know build a rapport and you know some with the person. Well, you're selling somebody when you're training them. You're selling them on on an idea that this is something that they want to do, and you can't. And and I watch this. You can't expect that people are going to buy in if you're shoving it down their throat. This is the way to do it. And if you don't do it this way, then, you know, they'll be, you know, they'll be held to pay, you know. <laughs> You'll get written up or you won't get a raise. Or you get... Yeah, no. And in this day and age, with this latest generation entering the working the workplace, they get motivated completely different than they did when I entered the workplace. It's a whole different a whole different thing and you can take stuff which people think is as complicated and you can turn it into a game and I'm going to give you an example of that so one of the things that years ago um, I was asked to uh, to teach uh, and again we're going down more of the spiritual metaphysical side instead of the business side but it's still all teaching training was astrology 
And I was like, yeah, I can teach astrology. I've done astrology for years, and you know. But I knew that part of it was that there's just a lot of like detailing stuff about astrology that sometimes intimidates people. And information without application is useless. Ah. And that's one of the things I live by. If, if somebody is giving somebody a piece of information and they don't know how to apply it, if they don't apply it, then, you, then you've wasted their time and your time. And so I actually created a game. I created a, a game that after we went through some of the more, you know, like intellectual, like trying to understand what our house is and what our signs and, you know, uh, but, you know, planets and, and you know, and, and, and astrology is huge if you're really trying to learn it. There are people that spend their whole life. And I'm never going to be that person because my brain will never focus on one thing for my whole life, no matter what it is. Right. <laughs> um, again, ADD, ADHD, poster child here. But I created a game where I actually, with their own charts, created a game where we could have fun and there could be laughter and they could learn through role-playing and dramatics about their charts. So there's just an example. It's an example. You can take stuff and you can you can do it in a number of different ways. And that's about you being creative. And again, it's a fallacy because somebody is good at doing something that they're going to be good at training. If you have somebody who is very um, logical, analytic, very, uh, you know, um, left-brained, and they're trying to teach somebody who's very right-brained, it's probably going to be a disaster. Yeah. One of the things I work <laughs> with on, and one of the things I work on with any of my, my teachers and trainers, um, students that do like higher level work with me um, of any kind is, I, I do things with them so that they can break the barrier between the left and right brain. Oh, because the most oh, powerful people in the the most powerful people in the world can jump moment from moment from left to right brain and back again by what is most appropriate in that moment. Mm. That is fascinating, actually. And do you sorry? Um, did you just say that you just people can do that, or is there a way that you help to train people to do that? Um, I help train people to do that. That are that are teachers. That people that want to teach or train my systems or work with me or stuff like this. But yeah, I train people how to do that. So okay, and I. And I was going to ask, but I don't want to run out of time before we get to say this, that if something is really connecting, they're like, wow, Dr. Kevin, is this, he really understands how to train people, and I think I'm interested in being trained by Dr. Kevin. How do they get the hold of you? How do they get in touch with you to find out, hey, I think you're my next teacher? Okay, so there's a couple of different ways. One is they can email me at Dr. Kevin, D-R-K-E-V-I-N, at, my Dr. Kevin, M-Y-D-R-K-E-V-I-N dot com. So they can uh, do it there. They can check me out at My Dr. Kevin YouTube. They can check me out. And so, uh, so again, everything is M-Y-D-R-K-E-V-I-N. 
so they can catch up with me on my Facebook fan page, My Dr. Kevin, Pinterest, My Dr. Kevin, Tumblr, My Dr. Kevin, LinkedIn, My wow. Dr. Kevin, Twitter, My Dr. Kevin, Dr. Kevin at My Dr. Kevin. Uh, I sent you an email and you said, could you ask me what to call me? I said, Dr. Kevin, it's a brandy. Right, right. <laughs> you can remember My Dr. Kevin. You can find me, M-Y-D-R-K-E-V-I-N. You can find me. Um, I also do have two different weekly TV shows that I do on top of a radio show that I do here on own time, 8 o'clock. Uh, I mean, sorry, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Um, I have a live call-in show on own times. And um, then I also have a TV show called Web of Light. And you can go to YouTube and go to My Dr. Kevin, and you can find it all there. It's actually um, it's a national show now. Wow. It's been picked up by That's public access channels from Maine to California. Um, wow. And it's about people who are weaving a web of light in the world. Actually, yes, uh, that sounds – I, I can't wait to watch that. Um, yep. So you can, if you put in Web of Light and Dr. Kevin, you will find that channel. I have another TV show that I started recently um, that the station actually wanted me to do. It's a heart project. It's called Dragons, Unicorns, and Other Creative Creatures. And it's about oh. promoting, supporting, and highlighting the arts and artists. Oh, wow. That is, that's the best name ever, by the way. Thanks. Because <laughs> when I got the, when the, and you know, and I, I, my, my TV show goes out to two to three million people a week through social media platforms and stuff, and then whatever it's picked up on the TVs as well. So I don't know because you can't get demographics through public access, but I right. know that it's on channels from Maine to California now. But um, yeah, the station when. I'd gotten it when my show was doing so well and getting picked up in so many different places. Um, they asked me if I'd ever think about doing another show. And I was like, yeah. I said, I want to do a show about artists. And that, and it just popped in my head, dragons, unicorns, and other creative creatures. So, and you know what? Yeah. That is the, the perfect name that will attract artists. And and you know what? I, I want to congratulate you just for putting yourself out there to do these shows because really you doing these shows is your way of, of being able to enjoy your skills and your passion to to train others, to teach them, and that, that you really are helping people. To, I mean, you've helped me in this hour. My hands are going crazy, which I'm so excited about. But um, I really am so excited that I was able to get you on my show. Woo-hoo! And um, I just uh, <laughs> right there, which when you said, um, I love that you said information um, without application is useless. And I really appreciate you sharing that with the listeners right now, especially myself, because there is so much information out there that really is useless. And um, if we will, everyone in their lives will need to start putting to use. That's when it changes their lives. And if you want to have any closing remark on that, because I, everything you have to say is so valuable, anything you want to say just before we close out here, I'd love to hear the, the closing of the training out of the box way. Oh my goodness! Oh, uh, uh, and Thank you so much.